If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this Black Friday special episode yeah, yeah. of Mind Pump for 48 minutes with your introductory conversation, we talk about our Black Friday and Cyber Monday specials. This is all of our, well, not, well, a few of our sponsors have massive discounts. And then, yeah. of course, Mind Pump is doing our own Ooh. Black Friday promotion. We're getting in in the fun. So let's do a little rundown. Uh, Butcher Box uh, produces phenomenal grass-fed meats delivered to your door. Here's what you get uh, today through Cyber Monday. You get the ultimate steak sampler for free. That includes two ribeyes, two New York strips, and two filet mignons. Or Ooh, the mignons. The mignons. Uh, all free that expires at midnight on Monday or until supplies run out. That's butcherbox.com forward slash mind pump. Organify 20% off all products. Just go to organify.com forward slash mind pump. Use the code mind pump. And then Smoothie Box. This is the company that delivers amazing natural smoothies to your door that you blend up yourself with collagen, protein, and everything. Here's what you get $20 off every box forever. For life. Wow. That's a hookup. This wow. is a crazy, crazy deal. You just go to smoothiebox.com forward slash mind pump black Friday. Or if you're already a member and you still want to get this uh, awesome promotion, refer a friend. If you refer a friend, they'll get $20 off and you'll get $20 off for life. To do that, just go to smoothiebox.com forward slash friend buy. Also, Cyber Monday for Smoothie Box. If you go to smoothiebox.com forward slash mind pump Cyber Monday, you'll get $22 off your first two boxes. So that's if you miss the Black Friday promotion. Then we talk about Justin's Noxious Split Pea Soup Fumes. Yeah. AKA his back blast. <laughs> I'm dust in this place. And Adam suggests Organifi Probiotics to help him with the tummy stink. Then we talk about <laughs> Justin's evolutionary argument for eating cheese. He's been hanging around me too long. He's trying I'm to use science. I'm telling you, I'm dropping some knowledge It's actually today. pretty good. Uh, Adam gives us a sports update. Apparently, the Rams and the Chiefs hit a total score that hasn't been done since 1960-something. Yeah. Am I correct, Adam? Something like that. Awesome. I'm I don't missed forget. Missed out on that. Then we talked about the Mickelson versus Tiger Woods pay-per-view and the, the Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz pay-per-view. Uh, is this the direction that sports is going to be going? Kind of interesting. Mm. Then we talked about extracting cannabinoids from cannabis using an espresso machine. That's right. You can use your espresso machine. Apparently, wow, more to, ways than one to to extract stuff from your weed. And then Adam goes on a little rant. Uh, he got some heat for a comment he made a couple episodes ago about boot camp classes and group exercise classes. Find out yeah. if I backpedal. And yeah. uh, you know, do you think he uh, public apology? Do you think he apologized? Do you think yeah. he doubled down? If you've been mm. listening to the episode for longer than three if episodes, you know Adam. You should know. You know exactly what he did. Then we get into the questions. The first question was. Do we have an eating strategy for the holidays? Well, you've already had Thanksgiving, so if you messed up, that's okay. Christmas is coming <laughs> up. So we talk about uh, how to eat or what your strategy should be to eat uh, healthier. Yeah, keep on keeping on. Next question was, uh, what do we think about Epoch, or as Orange Theory calls it, afterburn? Was that that rapper in the 90s? Yeah, this Epoch. is uh, you work out, and then apparently a particular type of workout makes you burn more calories afterwards. Is it splitting hairs or is it something you should consider? The next question was, sometimes this person sees people doing jump squats in between sets of their regular workouts. 
What's the benefit of that? Is it just because they're dumb or is it because they're actually accelerating their progress? Or dumber. And finally, what are some ways to get into parasympathetic states post-training? Like what can you do to get into that rest and recovery state faster? We did mention a few things. We mentioned uh, sauna use. Mm -hmm. uh, one of our sponsors, Sunlighten. If you go to sunlighten.com and mention Mind Pump, you'll get free shipping. We also talked about blue light glasses, which block blue light and tell your brain it's dark and get your brain ready to go to sleep. I recommend that for people who work out at night. Felix Gray Glasses, that's G-R-A-Y, glasses.com forward slash mind pump. You'll get free shipping and free returns on the Felix Gray brand of blue blocker glasses. And we also mentioned brain.fm. This is music you can listen to that puts your brain into different states. If you go to brain.fm forward slash mind pump, you can sign up uh, for yourself. And again, I'd like to mention Black Friday sale for Mind Pump, 50% off all MAPS programs. Go to mapsfitnessproducts.com, half off everything. Yeah. Just use the code BFPROGRAMS. Also, if you want a bundle, you can get 25% off any bundle. Just go to mapsfitnessproducts.com and use the code BFBUNDLES. Happy shopping. Happy Black Take Friday. Take advantage. Enjoy. It's going away. I'm talking to Taylor, and he's asking me, he's like, you know, are you cool with us? Um, posting on the story all day on Black Friday, all of our partnerships and all the deals they have because every one of our partnerships have crazy deals that are going on. And I'm like, listen, I I normally don't like us to clutter up the the Instagram pages and our social media pages with advertising and marketing, but it's Black fucking Friday. It's Cyber Monday. Yeah. Like people are expecting sales online. Mm -hmm. It's a so, bonanza. So I I don't feel like people are going to be uh, deterred by this. By no. us, people I expect yeah. Black Friday. They expect to save a lot of money, bunch of piranhas on right stuff now. that they want to that they're going to buy anyway. People literally wait all year for this day to buy shit at ridiculous yeah. prices. That's so that's just what's been put out. Because I know if I, I know me, I would appreciate. Show me all the stuff you got. If I don't uh, want to buy it, I won't. But if there's a big, great deal, you know. Then we'll oh yeah, I waited. Is like, this when's this? The, is this episode this airing? This on? episode is airing. This is Black Friday okay. today when this airs. Okay. Oh, beautiful. And we've got some killer deals from our partners here. All right. So who? What do we got? Yeah. What do we got going on? Doug? We got Butcher Box. Oh shit. Uh, they're doing running a special from Black Friday to Cyber Monday. Okay. You get what they call their ultimate steak sampler. It's okay. Two ribeyes. Two New York strips and two filet mignons. That's seventy dollars worth of steak. That's included if you purchase between now and Cyber Monday. Whoa, 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 whoa. You get free filet mignons. Free included. They wow. get they get filet mignons. Mig mignons, yeah. Mignons. <laughs> Steaks and wait. So that's hold on. That's uh that's six steaks. Two, Sal. Wow. Good math. He's good at math. He had to use his fingers and toes for that one. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot of free meat. So this expires midnight on Cyber Monday, or if they run out of supplies, they have no more cows. Which has happened. They've done this before. Yeah. They've oh, actually wow. ran out of some Quick. stuff. Yeah, Slaughtered so many everything. people jump all over. Dang, this yeah. reminds me of that party that Adam uh, threw that one time. It was a lot of free meat. So you know if they, wow. so if they run out, then the, the deal's it. done yeah. before midnight. I didn't, I didn't go to it. Sal went thirsty yeah. and hungry. 
Sorry, Doug. So as I was saying. Yeah, finish, your <laughs> finish your commercial. Don't we have Organifi today, too? What's, is Organifi doing anything for us? 20% off if you use the code MindFunk. Of course, 20%. Boom. Yes. Yeah. 20% off. They Our, couldn't even get, get a hug? Juices. They couldn't even give a juices hug? Juices galore. Well, everything's already so good. What uh, else are they going to yeah. do? Is that the deal? They're yeah, that's the deal. Primo. What's the other one? Do we have anything else, Doug? Yes, Smoothie Box. Dude, Smoothie Box I'm very excited about. I'm excited to have my kids eat these things because yeah. they're really good. Collagen protein. Fruit. Well, I just like they did all the work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like it's all ready to go. I just put it in the blender and and, and have at it. They're, so they're the, legit good. What are they doing for us though on on Cyber Monday and Black Friday here? Yeah, they're doing two different things. They have a Black Friday special, which is twenty dollars off every box for life. Oh, so if shit. you sign up what? between right now and the twenty fifth, which is Sunday, okay, you get twenty dollars off. Every box for life, and that's wow. a substantial savings for you. And these yeah. are these are great. I mean, I love the smoothie box. My daughter, she's twelve. She doesn't like healthy food like most twelve-year-olds. Yeah. She loves the smoothie, especially the uh, cacao yeah, one. This is an easy sell for yeah. the kids. Uh, and then on Cyber Monday, they switch it up. Well, before I do that, though, if let's just say you already have smoothie box, you've already signed up for it. They have a way for you to get the twenty dollars off every box for life by referring somebody oh that's cool so yeah so you can get twenty dollars off for life if you refer a friend from today through the 25th they also get twenty dollars off for life and the link for that is smoothiebox.com forward slash friend buy so it's different from the one if you're just signing up brand new through us and you've never ordered before it's smoothiebox.com forward slash mind pump black friday okay if you refer a friend, give them this code smoothiebox.com forward slash friend buy. They get $20 off for life. You get $20 Steaks, off for life. Smoothies. You get and $20 juice. off. She gets $20. Everybody gets Everybody $20. Gets oh my it. God. This I'm is, set for life. Blowout. This All these links are going to be in the show notes. Absolutely. Okay. All right. And now they, let's what? move on to the Cyber Monday with Smoothie Box. What are they giving away? Everything? Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, they're whoa. going crazy. More. Now on Monday, they're going to do $22 off your first two boxes. That's on Cyber Monday. So what does that suggest to you that we should probably order the Black Friday one? Yeah. What do you think? But if you happen to miss it and you hear this episode, do this anyway. This is a great deal. That's smoothiebox.com forward slash mind pump Cyber Monday. Wow. that's you. And then we have our own promotion on top of it, right? We we sure do. Our promotion is silly. We're having a fire sale. This one ends today. This is the last day. We're not extending this. We only have a few hours left on this one. Yeah, because this one's crazy. We're never going to do this again until next year. It's funny, too, because we, (laughs) and the listeners need to know this, when we talk about promotions, we all will sit in a room and discuss ideas, and this one was hotly contested. This one was, we were all going back and forth about it because Mm. we've never done anything like this before. We're everything Right. Everything that we offer, all of our programs, all of our MAPS programs, half off, every single one of them. And then the bundles are 25% off, which so they're already discounted. So there you go. Everything's yeah. going crazy. There's yeah. all your guys' sales for Black Friday. That's yeah. it. Good stuff. Blinking you guys up. Frenzy. Blingo, blingo. So anyway, Justin, yeah. uh, you were going to talk about your digestion or something? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you guys give me so much shit about cheese. No, you give us shit. No, I give like, you literal, air. Yeah, yeah, literal. To breathe. Literal shit. Uh, I walk in the but front. But it's not from that. Listen, uh, uh, <laughs> listen, what, what, Linda. Listen, listen. listen it was Linda. From, <laughs> it was from like so. Courtney made uh, like this nice hearty soup, 
last night and it was split pea soup and there's there's like you know there's potato in there there's uh ham and it's just a real hearty like thick delicious delicious you know but man it (laughs) tore me up like all night it's just been (laughs) and then this morning i just have had like the worst the worst of I even like step out of his room to spare the air for I, you guys. I appreciate that. So. Doug was getting your back while you were out there. We were over here teasing you, saying yeah. you probably put cheese on your split split peas. No, I can, I can oh no, 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 you're blaming Doug, huh? No, 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 no. I can vouch for this. Like a week ago, I made split pea soup. I love yeah. it. It tastes yeah. great. So I put in onions and ham and all that stuff, and it's really tasty. But I ate one bowl of it. Yeah. And the aftermath was not what? I don't know. It's, it's a split, pe- split peas, I guess. It's the fiber. It's, yeah. It's something about it. Yeah. This, it feeds bacteria in your gut like crazy, yeah. causes lots of gas. Here's what you but do. Why, why, why so much more than like a, anything else that's a, a fibrous salad? Like well, why? think about beans. <sighs> it, it's yeah. like beans. It's, it's beans. like beans. The magical fruit. It's a type it's, of it's a type of fiber that really. So, and I, it's an, and sugars this. that are in there. Yeah. It, um, what you can do when you do that is you can take uh, there's a pill called Beano. It actually, yeah, Beano. It actually works. What no, if you, I used to try. It. I, what it if never you took, worked for What me. if you took like the the Organifi um, probiotic? Would that help or not? That could prob- that would that probably help. I probably should have done that. Or, I didn't yep, do that. Yep, that would probably help. You know, that's you got, my go-to. Anytime I do anything where I think it might be compromising, yeah. I take the probiotic. Your stomach's a little unsettled, and yeah. I swear it helps. And I don't know if that's just fucking it's in my head or not, but every time I've done that, it, mm. it mitigates the. No, I wanted I wanted to bring up one thing though, ask historically, you. right? So I've been watching this huh? documentary on cheese. Yeah, no, about the human <laughs> evolution, right? So there's like pivotal moments in, in human evolution. I'm gonna watch this tonight. By the way, what's it called again? Uh, I think the the evolution of us. Okay, I think is what it's called. Okay. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's on okay. Netflix. And so God, they they went back into the history of like. Um, you know how like you know the Black Plague, like so how certain things kind of changed the entire course of like how we evolved and mm-hmm. everything, and and they traced it back, which I didn't know that you could trace that back to the Mongols, and so anyways, like the bike gang, yeah, no, yeah, no, the bike gang, no, not yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> Don't make fun Genghis of- Khan. We're not making fun of you. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what the real advantage uh, was for the Mongols is that they had this this gene that allowed them to process uh, lactose and so they they had that gene where uh, they could they could drink milk they could eat cheese and this was like a main source of nutrients for them when in China like they were eating carbs they were eating rice like that was their main source of food and calories and so like that was that energy source for them would deplete like inevitably when they'd go into battle and to where, uh, you know, Genghis Khan, they only had like... They carried, they brought cattle with them, right? Or, they, they brought cattle. They also brought like horses. And so they were very mobile. So they could attack yeah. like all over the place and they just didn't know how to deal with them. So it was a major advantage. But yeah, they ate cheese and they would like, uh, and they conquered. So what I'm saying is... So basically that, that you're a conqueror. I'm a conqueror. <laughs> Or your Mongol? And, and it's, it's an advantage. It's it's a it's an evolutionary advantage. So if you were a Mongol, yeah. yeah. No, I got Mongol gene. Dude, you're killing me right now. Yeah. Yeah. You're over here watching fucking nerdy documentaries like Sal and Doug. I got nobody to talk about sports with right now. It's like I one know. of the craziest weeks in sports going on. I'm actually really upset about speak. this. Last night we had the most epic football game maybe ever. The, one of the highest scores, the second, a second or third highest scoring football game ever. It's the highest scoring game in my lifetime. I think the last time someone scored that many points was like in 1966 or some shit. So 
the Ram, the Rams are playing the Chiefs last night. It was like a video game watching. It was insane to watch going back and forth, touchdown after touchdown. Even if you're not a football fan, Sal would have enjoyed watching What'd this game. What did you say? It was like 110, like 50 to 60 kind I of points I think it was 106 spread. total points uh, That's crazy. combined. It was the highest uh, over uh, ever in Vegas history as far as like what they predicted. It was predicted to be like 63, and it blew that out of the water. So just both teams scoring a lot. Yeah, just tons of scoring. So, so, if, so if you're not, the uh, Rams barely won. It was great all the way to the end of the game, though. It was to the wire, 54 to 51, so 105. Oh, so, that's see, that's no, the kind still. of shit that gets people to want to watch. Well, and it was it was two teams. They were both nine and one. Both of them are just high powered offense. It was an incredible wow, game and the Rams to watch. Pulled it off. That's so you got crazy. that going on. You've got the Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods. That's hilarious thing going to me. On, which is crazy to me because are, are we in this new transition of you know just watching sports and fights and things like that isn't enough that we have to now wrap like this drama into it to try and market it right and well, so i mean how much do you think of that is a result of conor mcgregor going into the, 100%, you know, the boxing world 100 i think that give the people what they want it's mm -hmm. it's exactly what i think i think there's been ongoing debate in the golf world who's better phil mickelson or tiger woods that's been a long debate forever it's a little overdue though it's like yeah you're kind of late to the party on this everyone's kind of like over it but i, I again i'm sure it's like the pacquiao mayweather like, exactly right that right sucked. and then you also have this is all happening this week. Then we also have Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz part three. No, they're not. This is just How, what are they going to do? Are they going to hit each other with stop. their walkers? Dude, that's terrible. It is terrible. And, the, oh. and that's like brain damage. And Chuck, city. Chuck looks like an old man with a with a fucking mohawk, dude. It just uh. it's almost sad. Mm. It's borderline sad. Now, but, <laughs> like some of my favorites of all time, you know. But I don't want to see him fight anymore. No, it's, Chuck Liddell was. I'm a huge Chuck Liddell fan. I thought it was the their old, you know, Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell one and two. Some of the most epic UFC fights and the drama between the two was so great. But, I mean, how many years later are we now? This is like yeah. 10, 15 years later. These guys are going to fight each other? Like, no. really? Are people going to pay to watch this? Yep. This is crazy. People will pay to watch it. Yeah. yeah you know, that. now, we need to be clear here. Is this cause on we're, Bellator? Because we're talking shit about how old they are and stuff. Okay, today, uh, Chuck Liddell or Tito Ortiz could beat the crap out of most 20-year-old kids easily. Of course. But that's not the point. They, you know, they were professional fighters. They're going to get in, and they're going to bang each other in the head? I mean, don't both of them already have enough? CTE going on. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty. I set. heard Chuck. I've heard rumors that Chuck is a little like slurry and shit. Like a little punch drunk. Yeah, that's what I've, I've heard people say. That's yeah, he's he sounds that way in his interviews. Does he really? Yeah, it's a, damn it. Uh, you know, all the chase the dollar, dude. Yeah, I mean, well, I've that, I've heard I've heard rumors that uh, he's he's uh, he's in debt and he's yeah. trying to get out. Uh, of well, that's, that's why you can't be mad. That's the thing. Like you can't be mad at them for like that's. That's a go-to. That's something that they can pull and generate income from. So, and that was like their job. So, yeah. I don't, I don't blame them for wanting to continue doing what they know how to do. I, you know, but I, I don't, time, I'm not hating either. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know I, I, but as a consumer, like I, I get depressed by it. And you are, uh, Sal says the whole time, our best way to, our best way to vote is by our dollars. And you know, people, it says right here, De La, De La Hoya is putting it on. Right, is saying that they'll make the most money they've ever made. In this trilogy fight later yeah. on, and not they're out of their prime, really washed up. If they go in there and show heart and just 
you know, hit each other and show a lot of heart, that's what people will want to see. That's what's going to happen. That's all it is. That's yeah. all that will happen. I mean, or or one of them's going to connect, the other guy's going to fall down real quick, and then it'll be over, which will be a, that'll be a disaster for yeah. this type of stuff. Oh, I don't know. I think people will enjoy that just as much. What they don't want to see is two guys get tired and hug each other and, and yeah. go three rounds of holding each other. Yeah. That is what will be a disaster. Yeah. But if somebody knocks another yeah, guy out, that's what half these people are looking for. You know what this reminds me of? In Remember in Rocky Four, where that's where Rocky fights the Russian? By the way, I can connect anything to the Rockies. <laughs> yeah, to the Rockies <laughs> movies. But remember when Rocky... That's like me in Star Wars, That's dude. That's you all know, of his sports yeah. knowledge comes from yeah. the Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I can tie everything. This into is in the movie. This is when. Let me tell you how this works. This is yeah. right after the you know the Russian killed Apollo Creed, oh, right. and you know Rocky tells people you know basically he's like I'm gonna fight him, and Adrian didn't know, so he gets to his house. There's reporters outside. He walks in. She's at the top of the stairs, and she's like, you know, why don't you tell me? And they're going back and forth, and he goes. What do you want from me? I'm a warrior. Like, this is what I do. And that's why I feel like old fighters, you know, when you're that kind of a person, yeah. they don't know how to manage money. They don't know how to do it. What they know how to do is fight. Right. And so they get old and they, they're they bankrupt or whatever. And so what do they turn to? That's mm-hmm. what they are. They're warriors, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard for them to turn that off because it's like, you know, what, especially if that's what they wrap their entire identity around, you know, that whole time. It's like they're always trying to look for something to test themselves like even still like age to them is probably like who gives a shit you yeah, know? Like, yeah i still want to i still feel like i can you know get in there and beat yeah. the fuck out of somebody well the last god who was uh who was it that a long time ago i watched him box oh george foreman didn't he win the championship at like 40 something years now, old there's a great example of a guy coming back out of yeah. retirement and beating the and, hell out of people yeah and, and then there was of course randy couture but how old is yeah. is how old is chuck liddell and tito like 90 Okay, well, that's different. <laughs> they're <stopped>. <laughs> <laughs> fucking old, bro. They're yeah. old. Yeah, but are they as old as as uh, Randy was when he was fighting? Still, Randy oh, Couture. No, he's question. older. Randy was like Randy. Randy was like in his early forties. Chuck, Chuck has got to be in his mid to late. Look, let's Google it. Doug. Okay, all right. Is he yeah, like? Yeah, go, he's Google like maybe like mid fifties. Maybe. No, no, he's not that old. But no, he's no. late forties. He's forty eight. Forty eight, dude. Uh, how Ooh, old almost was fifty? How old was Randy Couture? Randy was like forty one. No, I think he was forty five. See, see what Randy. Randy Couture last his age at his last fight. Right. Look up Randy Couture's age during his last fight. That would be good. Was it the one against Anderson Silva that he retired on, where he got front kick? Uh, Randy Couture. No, I don't know what he. I don't know what he retired on, but I know he came out of retirement at one point to come come back and. He was forty three. Yeah. Yeah, he was forty three. So. Yeah, but let's okay, Randy. That's, but that's that's a big difference, dude. Not, I'm sorry, when you're in your when you hit big, your forties, five years is like it's a big difference uh, on a lot of levels. Yeah. Not only that, but Randy is also like uh, the Greco Roman wrestling style. So yeah, at, at, there's a difference. And Chuck is a fucking knockout puncher. Yeah, he's a drop his his fist, stay down by his waist. He has a staggered stance and he swings super aggressive. Yeah. Like that is not like a. You've, or I would be if I'm an athlete and I was a wrestler versus a boxer. You could wrestle at a higher, at a much older age, older age, sure. at, and be safe yeah. versus somebody who is a knockout puncher. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and Tito Ortiz is a brawler, so that's just that you're asking. Have you for got now, brain now the, damage? Now the last thing that a boxer will lose is his power. People know this. That's the last thing that he'll lose. Like an old boxer. This is where people make a big mistake is when they try to fuck with an old boxer who's in his like 50s or 60s and think, ah, he's an old man, he's got a pot belly. He'll put your ass to sleep. So that's the last. So Couture could probably still hit fucking hard. The problem is, will he be able to take a punch yeah. like he used to? That's what's uh, that's the scary part. 
Have you guys ever watched that old, there's a video that made the rounds a couple years ago where there's this like 60-something year old looking boxer dude, little shorter, fatter dude, sparring with this younger kind of rip guy. Yeah, yeah. And he just puts, Work, the, kid, works the, shit he puts the kid to sleep yeah, dude, in the yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so great. He's all head geared out and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I've seen that video. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, that is. Yeah, yeah. dude, 48 is old to be fighting, man. Yeah. That's really old. Yeah, that's a little scary. Yeah, I, I think I think when Randy did what he did at 43, that was amazing in itself. And the guy kept himself in elite shape all the way up. In it. So that, to me, that's totally different. Like, Chuck has been, like, non-existent for, like, the last... Oh, five, six plus years mm, more. Yeah. So t- for him to come out, I wonder what Dana White thinks about this because Dana and him are like buddies, right? I, Dana spoke on it actually. I, I did see it. I did see a YouTube video on it. I heard him talk about. It. I heard Chael Sonnen talk about it. I mean, everybody thinks it's ridiculous. Mm. Uh. They all, they all. It's a money grab. I mean, it, everybody knows that. I think there's a lot of people that know Liddell and Ortiz, and they're kind of like, you know, come on, guys, we're more worried for him. But then yeah. at the same time, too. Yeah, because Ortiz has had so many like neck surgeries and all kinds of stuff he's been battling. Like, I, I just, I don't know, man. I get it though. What do you do when you're, if you're somebody like Chuck, you know? And I don't know, I don't know as much about Tito and shit, but as far as what he's into now, but you've made your livelihood. And man, at one point, Chuck was living the life. You know, you have to prepare yourself yeah. if you're if you're this kind of a person where you know your life expectancy in your business is short, which is athlete, right? So if you're an athlete. The amount of money that you're making or the money that you're making for your sport, you know that your life expectancy has – there's a certain life expectancy. So if you're football, it's shorter than if you're basketball, which is shorter than if you're golf or right. whatever. So you've got to know that. And what you need to do is you have to prepare for after because after is a lot longer than during. You know, how, how many years does a football player – a professional football player play? A few years? Oh, yeah. So then you have the rest of your life where you're, where you're not playing – same thing with the fighter. How long will you be fighting professionally for? At the longest, maybe ten years or whatever. You know, now you have another sixty years where you're not fighting. That money needs to be able to last you. So you have to prepare while you're making that money. Because if you don't, then it'll run out. And then what are you going to do? You're left. Now you've lost your skill. You don't have any. You don't have the ability now to do what you did before because you're old. You know, a lot of these guys go into you know boxers. You know the old thing. What boxers used to do, right? They used to open a restaurant. Oh, yeah. That's what boxers used to do. They, they'd retire, then they'd open a restaurant, and then they would just stand around greeting people. You talk about old war stories. Yeah, and that was yeah. a classic. That was like, or a bar. That was a classic thing. So people would show up and be like, "Oh, let's go to the so and so bar." You know, what's his name going to be there? And you get to meet the old boxer. And but that's what they used to do. But you you have to prepare yourself uh, when with that kind of a, a shelf life or whatever. Yeah. You know, so that's unfortunate. So uh, I got some good news because that was sad. So I'm going to give you guys some good news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, I was going to say I'm oh, a sad train. Go ahead. So <laughs> some, I brought all sad news yeah, today. Get that out of here, dude. <laughs> so a team, up. a team of scientists from the University of Spain decided to check out whether it can be whether you can use a simple espresso machine to extract cannabinoids from cannabis. Oh, espresso, espresso, stupid, yeah. espresso. So they they said, how? Let's see if an espresso machine can make a purified extract from cannabis. And so what they did is I'm gonna how, tell you exactly how, what they did. How purified did it get? Did it tell? Does it tell you the percentage? Well, of let me tell you. Concentrated down to? Well, let me t- let me tell you. This is, a, this is a dumb idea. <laughs> Relax. Go ahead. Keep going. Been there, done that. So they took uh, 0.2 grams of cannabis. They grinded it up and put it into an empty coffee capsule, and then they filled the machine with isop- isopropanol alcohol instead of water. Right. So it was activated in about 40 seconds. The liquid extract 
produced contained approximately 90% of the cannabinoids measured in the sample. So it was fucking pretty good. 90%? Yeah, it was pretty what? good. Send that article yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to call bullshit on this. That's, I'll send it to you. That's crazy. Yeah, man. it's pretty good. Then they cross-referenced it against ultrasound-assisted extraction, uh, gas crow, uh, much of, well, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, uh, yeah. yeah. What am I saying I'm here? over here like, yeah. huh? Anyway, I guess it came out pretty good. That's kind of cool because if this becomes something that's well-known, that's <laughs> what people are going to be doing with their espresso machines. <laughs> Just do that with the espresso well, machine. Well, if that's true, that you're, that will that's big fucking news for that space because- Right now, the people that are doing this, obviously, in an espresso machine, you can't do. I mean, a lot this of, was just this was just posted. You can't do a lot of volume, but right now, people pay top dollar for a gram of that. Like you, some people are paying fifty dollars a gram for exactly what you're talking about right now. Especially if it's concentrating down to ninety percent, like that's crazy. Like I've got people that are that have machines that are quarter million dollars. That they're I don't using know if to produce that. Let me reread that because it says here uh, about 40 <clears throat> seconds a liquid extract was produced containing approximately 90% of the cannabinoids measured in the sample. So, what I think that means yeah, is. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, I don't think it means uh, what we may be thinking. I think what they did is they measured the amount of cannabinoids that are in the, uh, the grinded plant. Right. And 90% of them were stayed extracted. In, stayed in. Were there. extracted right. into whatever the extract was. Right. I don't think it means yeah, it was well, 90% pure. Right. I want to know how high. See, I want to know what it got concentrated. Yeah. Otherwise, that's not that big of a deal. It's no big that's no bigger of a deal than like bubble hash. Yeah. Which you would make virtually the same way with just straining it through a bunch of bags and water and alcohol and it's But this like, is easy. 40 This is like 40 seconds. So is bubble hash. It's is it that, really? Yeah, it's not fucking hard. It's not hard to do that at you all. You think it would be easier for the average person than Yeah, you just need to you, you can get the kits online. You could do it in a little trash thing. It's yeah, no and you could do a much higher volume of it. But but what I'm what I'm curious about is how concentrated it got because if it got if it got 50, 70, 90% concentrated and it's that well, strong. That's a game changer. Then. Yeah, yeah, that's a game changer because then now people don't they don't have to go to a club and pay fifty dollars a gram for something that. Now, what do you do with the uh, what do you do with the extract? Because it's isopropyl alcohol. It pulls out through the machine, right? Mm -hmm. Then, what do you do with that alcohol cannabinoid extract? Do you then boil off the alcohol? So and have what's left over? Now that's what you well you would do a different process with a different machine like there, there's bubble hash which is uh -huh. similar to what it sounds like what they're creating from that. Okay. But if it's concentrating I mean that's what I want I want to know how much send me the article so I can read. I want to read where, I did. Yeah, okay, cuz yeah. I want to know where if there's more information regarding what's coming out from that because that's really interesting if it's concentrating. If it's just extracting it and turning it into like a a hash, eh it's not a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's not that big of news. But if it's concentrating it enough to make it like a pure source or like an oil or like what people are paying, like I said, fifty dollars plus a gram for, well, yeah, that would then a guy like well, I don't use that stuff. I think that's really that's too concentrated for me. That's way more of a drug than the plant. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's where you're taking. Something. And if you have chronic, like really crazy, you know, crazy, crazy pain, I could totally see the value of having something that concentrated to just like comatose you. But for someone like me, who's like I don't know what you a social smoker, I don't know what you would consider me, who who is like yeah, you know I smoke almost every night, but I like take two puffs, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like that's all it takes to settle me down. Where if you're smoking concentrate, you're somebody who could sit down and put a whole joint or 
rip five bong grips every hour and be fine. Like that's how you're, if like, you're, you're like Snoop Dogg level. Yeah, you're Snoop Dogg level. Yeah. Exactly. If you're Dude, if, there's people there's a lot of people like that yeah. where they just all day. No, I've yeah, got I family and friends. I got family like and family. Well, the way you function is it, it's actually it's not that important. You imp- just adapt to it. You adapt yeah. to it. It's yeah. a, what the the same way I feel off of two hits is the same way that guy or girl feels off of dabbing yeah, because so because yeah. they have allowed themselves. And the way I whenever I meet like and I have family and friends that do this like at this level, I'm like, why? Like, yeah. save yourself the money. In- take yeah, increase your ev- sensitivity. Yeah, to every it. every seven days, take two days off. Like yeah. real, you don't have the discipline to just like fucking scale back for two days. Like you have a problem, or you could be in extreme chronic pain. There's the the exception to the rule. Like I'm not speaking to somebody sure. who's got something a, a debilitating fucking issue where they are trying mm-hmm. to supplement that way. And I'm all for that. But mm-hmm. if you're the average person who likes marijuana and you're you're smoking that concentrated of a form of it, it's like whoa. Now spe- like, speaking of take uh, a break. For speaking a day. of the potential benefits, I I was thinking about this last night because I was reading another article. I've now read two or three articles that say that Northern California's air quality is the worst in the world because of the fires, that where it's just absolute terrible pollution. And you're not just breathing in wood smoke, by the way. This oh, is plastic yeah. and pollutants and Every shit. toxic thing you can see. Yeah, and we're just, it's like you're just, you're. it's just terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure cancer rates are going to go up uh, and, and they'll be able to measure it at some point because of the air quality. But I was thinking about that. I'm like, how can we protect ourselves? You know, besides wearing a mask outside and getting air purifiers from inside your house, you know what might actually help? This, by the way, I'm going to preface this by saying this is pure Sal speculation. So this is not, <laughs> this is me just speculating. It's my opinion. Um, smoke a joint. You could probably vape. I wouldn't smoke, but yeah. vape some cannabinoids because of their anti-cancer uh, properties, and that may actually help protect your lungs. <laughs> Katrina asked me that, and I said I laughed at that. Yeah. She asked that exact question. She's like, you know, because of how bad the air is with the your smoke. Your girl's smart, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> she goes, She's going to hear this and be like, I fucking yeah. yeah, she will. She's going to love to hear heard you say that because I kind of chuckled. I'm like, that's a silly reason to go smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, didn't it bring down the rate of cancer in, in smokers, like yeah. uh, uh, tobacco yeah. smokers? Oh, yeah, that's, so. uh, cannabinoids are anti-cancer. That's yeah. exactly what her, her argument yeah. was. And I said, I, I totally poo-pooed on it. But yeah. I mean, now she's going to come It's just back. funny yeah. that that would be Minus one an option. She yeah. Message me this morning. Hey, yeah. can you bring this up on the show? <laughs> yeah. Make sure to drill this <laughs> yeah, home. Yeah. Help me win this argument. Yeah. Oh God! Everybody, no. lo- everybody, lo- you know what? Did you see how many people I rubbed the wrong way? Oh my oh. God, bro! Of oh. all the Woo. things that we've said to piss people off, I know. that's the one. It that always surprises off. me. Yeah, it surprises me. Like when people have a reaction to something, you're like, "That's what pissed you off." So this is when Adam basically said, "Group exercise type workouts need to die, and boot camps are dumb, and all that kind of stuff." And man, did people get mad. <laughs> The irony of it is like I, I I admittedly talk about like I taught this stuff. Like yeah, I ran. We were in the business of I it. I ran classes. I've been a part of OTF. I've been around this stuff for ten plus years, and so I'm not like trying to point the finger at people that run class and say those are stupid. You're wrong. You're bad. No, I'm just saying. Listen, I've done this for a really long time. So I've, not only do I not only do I have my opinion on it in the first place, but then I also have my experience of the hundreds, probably thousands of people that have gone through my classes. And I know the numbers. I know that I really didn't help that many people that way. Yeah. It really didn't. And in fact, it set a lot of people up the wrong way. It ended up probably hurting a lot of metabolisms. It probably injured a lot of people long term. And I consider myself a good trainer. Yeah. So 
that's what I meant so by that. So what are people saying to you? What kind of uh, feedback are you getting? You know, we always have somebody on the forum who just, I mean, we, I love our forum. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love our forum because we have created an environment where yeah, we- they feel comfortable. Yes, yeah. where they, we have, they, and you know, I, I got, I think Michael Patrick, so shout out to Michael and he's he's always active on the forum and- you know, I love the way he does it. Like he'll reach, he'll say something like, "Hey, I want to challenge the what you said, Adam." And then, you know, we went back and forth. But then there's always the other people on the forum that just they want to be in every argument, yeah. and they like find a way to try. And then they like hang on so words. Argue then they, to argue. Then they play verbal judo. And it's like, dude, those I, are my people. Yeah, I know. I go, Sal. Yeah, that's funny you <laughs> said that because the response I was typing before we got on got on air was I was going to send back to this girl like, listen, you may be able to get Sal to go back and forth with you all day because he likes that, but I ain't got the time because you obviously are still dealing with shit yourself like and i was like fuck i don't have time to even do that like so i got on air <laughs> but i'm like i just don't i'm like listen you guys it's not about like saying that it's bad or it's wrong it's it's a fucking fact okay it's a fucking fact and just because it led somebody to the right path or to eventually get in shape doesn't make it any more right I don't understand why that's so difficult for people to swallow it's like oh well boot camp classes is what introduced me to fitness like Okay, that's fine. I could say that cocaine is what introduced me to fucking becoming healthy because of how bad it, it it took my body. Like mm. that's not a it's not Boot a camps are like cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which I know is going to ruffle more feathers by saying, yeah. right? It's <laughs> I just want to clarify. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got your back, Adam. Don't worry. You you understand my point though, yeah, right? Like yeah, you can't, yeah. I you, think I think group classes highlight something very important and that is that they do something that the right way to do fitness or the better way to do fitness or however you want to call it doesn't do uh, very well. And and that is it doesn't reach out to people in ways to get them going because group classes are the more popular way for most people to get started in fitness. Now, what is that component? My personal opinion is the the group atmosphere. It's yeah. the It's working out with other people. It's the social aspect. And we cannot downplay that. It's a very important factor when it comes to to anything. When people can have that be a part of whatever they're doing, the likelihood that they're going to want to do it is much higher. And, and sometimes it's external momentum. Yeah, and it's just it's just look. You know, would restaurants be as popular if people couldn't eat with other people? Even though we want to, we need to eat food. Now, can restaurants also, you know, do they also contribute to us eating poorly because of that? Sure, because you're a lot more likely to eat the wrong kinds of food and drink more alcohol and that stuff. Yeah. But there's a component there that that I think is valuable that we well we understand. I think it's it's just it's a tough pill to swallow because a lot of times through experience, like we can see a lot more clearly now, like what is the actual root. And I think a lot of people just like. You know, when you, when you're in it, you you you're doing your best. You know, and you, you see everything in front of you. That's like, well, I can make this environment better. But now, when you when you bring it all the way back to the root, it's so much more effective. Like I hear this this argument all the time that you know, like I what about the people that don't have internal motivation? Well, that's the problem. Well, yes, that's that's the exact. If you want to bring it down to the to the root of it, if, that's the, your problem. Distill it down to the two. Okay, here. T- let me ask you guys this. I'm just curious. Okay, give me your your number one reason as a trainer why you start those classes, and then give me the number one reason why someone takes those classes. 
Give me what the, what those would be. I'm just curious to see how close it's going to be to what I think. Uh, What's well, the number one reason as a trainer why you start start group classes? You know, I started. I did a little bit of group classes, and one of the reasons why I did it was as a trainer from a business standpoint. That's as, exactly what I'm it. asking. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. is the number one reason? Oh, why I see. Um, well, it's a lower uh, it's a lower per cost uh, investment for someone, so it's easier yeah, to get you're people get to get going. The teetering people on you're, the fringe, and and yeah, you're gonna you'll get more people because it's less investment. Um, and people the, who are afraid of doing the training are more likely exactly. to do that. My right. point is, you as a trainer, when you start these classes, the motivation that gets you to start these classes is not, this is a great way to help people. It's, this is a better way for me to make money. Mm-hmm. Fact. Mm-hmm. If, other, if, you're, if you try and dress it up all you want, you're lying to yourself. You're, it's not, you're, I'm going to go, I want to do boot camp classes because I just want to help people. No, it's a smart business move to make more money as a personal trainer. Now, what is the number one reason why someone takes a class with other people? Number one reason. Well, I, I mean, I want to get in shape and I like to work yeah, out with my friends. Like friends or, or like, yeah, yeah exterior motivation. Right. Yeah. Now, and are either one of those ideal situations for somebody's health and fitness well, journey? Well, you know, but it's here's the deal. It's it's hard to paint with such a broad stroke because- Of course, there's always there's, exceptions to the rule. Well, here's the thing. I think there's a lot of people that may actually benefit and there are a lot of people that teach classes that- that really a genuinely lot of pe- do okay. it because they want to help okay. people. Okay, a lot of people or the majority- that's tough to say. That's a tough one to say. You know, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, the it's ones that tough. I know. It's very easy for me. I've been doing it for a very long time. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, so have I. And I've known, you know, instructors who teach what they do and genuinely, you know, here's the thing. When you're an, an instructor and you're teaching a lot of people versus a trainer who's training one person, here's where your perception can be skewed. The trainer can say, who's working one-on-one, I am helping this person genuinely. I'm, I'm really working on this person as an individual I'm working with their individual body. I'm designing their workouts for their body, you know, and we know that to be superior. Then you have the group instructor who's like, yeah, but I'm working out. I'm training 50 people. I'm touching way more people than, than the trainer, and I've got way more people to do fitness, and many of these people would have never done fitness if it wasn't for this type of a class. And so that's where the debate and the argument, you know, kind of comes from, is from those kind of two sides. I think what's important is – that we look and see as as people who are really genuinely interested in shifting the fitness industry for the positive and helping people is to look and see why they exist in the first, because the market is supporting it for a reason. What is it about it that's so good? And what can we take from that? With that argument, then CrossFit is a great choice too. Well, CrossFit, that's the thing. CrossFit, Curves, Orange Theory, uh, you know, SoulCycle, they have that component that is missing in the individualized type Agre- training, and we got to figure out how to take that. Agreed. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm not disagreeing with that. I mean, that's that, that, again, is my point, too. Then all those modalities can be considered good. If it's what got somebody to walk in and start working out, yes, you yeah. can make the argument that it, it- It's definitely not the ideal way to work no. out. And that's, I think that's the, that's the, the crux of the argument. That's yeah, the yeah, point. Yeah, that is, is the, the point I'm trying to make. It is yeah. not an ideal. It's not an ideal for the majority. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, does yeah. that does that mean that someone like Michael Patrick didn't, in fact, sign up for a boot camp class for him and his wife? He would have never done it had he not had that opportunity that then led him right. to listening to Mind Pump. He's now evolved his fitness and he's a better man because of that. I'm not disagreeing with that. Mm-hmm. But he is an outlier is the point. He is the exception to the rule. A majority of the people either get injured 
fuck up their metabolism, don't come back or get in the vicious cycle of on and off. I'm taking my group class. I'm consistent at soul cycle. Then I'm off drinking with the ladies. Wonder, now I'm back. I'm on my cycle. I'm off. And that's I what, wonder what most the, people do. I wonder what the statistics are in comparison to, because we know how many people, when people join a gym, what percentage of those people use it and what percentage of those people you know, stop after six months, right? Yeah. Versus what percentage of people do that with group training and then what percentage of people do that with personal training It'd be interesting to look at those the at statistics those are that group training keeps them going longer yeah but that doesn't necessarily but how do you compare that what are the numbers for personal training so personal training is probably like the highest right falling off you mean no 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 uh, of keeping people the longer. oh staying on oh yeah, yeah. yeah. the average yeah. person that gets involved with the trainers stays consistent for the next three years mm-hmm. you know in and out of the gym so somebody who sees a personal trainer one-on-one does do that's that. always superior yeah always here's well, the- I just i think these conversations are important and, and only to put it out there that you know like we get so swept up with um you know society knows the popular trends like they know the soul cycles they know the orange series they know these things and so people under like they relate fitness to those things and that's not fitness to me it's i agree with you justin and here and i'm i'm calling myself out right now but the the truth is i got as many inboxes from people that were like, holy shit, like you really blew my mind. You made me think yeah. about what, what it That's was. It's, it's challenging. And that was the point of me doing this. It was not to to shit on people, shit on boot camp or shit on group classes. No, because like you, I taught boot camps. It's like yes. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not out there like right. being, uh, you know, self-righteous or anything. Like it, it, it literally is something like, like I think you're in the same train of thought. Like, oh, wow. Like, it, it, like look, what what are we promoting? Like, let's, let's think about this. And yeah. I just want, and I just, I'm just trying trying to challenge the consumer who's going that okay if you're listening you love otf you love soul cycle mm-hmm. you love your boot camp class and i'm all i'm doing is i'm trying to get you to i'm trying to challenge you to think about yourself have self-awareness and ask yourself why why do you love it so much what is it about it and i'm telling you that most people it's the it's the security and the comfort of going in a group, doing anything intimidating and scary in a in a group is always easier than doing it by yourself. And if that's what it takes to get you started in your fitness journey, then yes, I'm I'm pro that. But at one point, you absolutely want to evolve from that, or else you're going to get stuck in this yo-yo. There's shit. one. There's another thing too, which is the so you know we, that group atmosphere makes a big makes a really big difference. And it's funny because. The way I used to manage my gyms was, and, it, and here's the problem, and this started happening when, when I was managing gyms too. People would come in, they'd have their headphones on, and everybody's in their own world in the gym. I tend to be like that as well, but it doesn't really foster that environment where the members really feel like they're a part of something. CrossFit really tapped into that. It's one of the reasons why they became so popular. So one of the things I used to do all the time is I would make announcements on my intercom all the time. I'd walk through the gym all the time. I'd high-five high people. If I had free t-shirts, I'd give them out. I'd walk up to people on cardio, talk to them about going faster, going slower. And it became, you know, this environment where the members started talking to each other. And as a result of that, our retention, our member retention went through the roof. And then the usage of the gym actually increased. I remember, you know, my managers bringing me the numbers and saying, wow, you're getting more workouts every month over month, way more than the other gyms. And it was really creating that environment. Then there's this other fact that is a difficult one, which is if I want to get some instruction, but I can't afford one-on-one instruction, a lot of people will do the group instruction. Yeah. Now, now here's my argument to that, because people have always said that to me, uh, being you know a personal trainer, and this is what I always said to them. I'd say, look, 
rather than spending a hundred bucks a month to take a class, mm. you C- could spend, cut out your Starbucks. You could send. You could spend a hundred bucks a month and work with a trainer once a month, even though the classes are twice a week or three days a week. Once a month of individualized training with a trainer who's going to give you a workout and then maybe let you contact them throughout the month to have questions and stuff mm-hmm. is probably going to benefit you more because things are much more individualized. So when it comes to cost, the reality is because of the value you get uh, of individualized training, the, in- <clears throat> the investment is actually uh, comparable or maybe even better working with a trainer. And I think that's an important thing to, well, I think to bring the, up. I think the mistake that people make when they hear me go off on things like that is that I'm here to like point out all this bad shit or like talk shit about stuff. It's like, no, it's like the reason why we started Mind Pump was not to say that, hey, here's all these great fitness modalities out there. And if it gets you started working out, yay. And just yeah. this positive fake <laughs> fucking motivation. No, it's no go part to of, beach body for that shit. Right. Part of the part of the <laughs> part of what in, what we all why we all wanted to do this Jillian Michael was, was we favorite. could so we could share our experience in the field that we've been doing this for so long and what the the common things that we see. And I'll tell you right now, I've been in this for long enough to tell you, long enough to know that a majority of these people that go to these classes and camps, they they go there because it, it they feel safe and it's comfortable because they're in a group environment. And the class workouts are programmed terribly usually and they're intensity based usually and they train people just to make them sweat and make them sore and you get this group you know, bonding over this shared struggle of this intense, insane class. Yes, yeah. and in, you know, I mean, uh, look, here's what it boils down to: they're not the best workouts. They're they're not very good. Some of them are actually worse than not than 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 good. In other words, you're going to go and do bad things. And for that's yourself. the point, right there. Yeah, that's and, the and point, yeah, right, that's right there. The point is that right there. Yeah. It's not that could it be something incredible for something? Could it have saved someone like Michael Patrick's life? Hundred percent. And I'm not, that's not the point is the shit on the, that person has figured it out. He found mm-hmm. Mind Pump. He's evolved. But to defend them, like they, they have a place in the fitness space. No, I wish they would die. <laughs> I wish they would die. Double and down. I, and I know, yes, I'm doubling down on it. And I know that we have a very large trainer audience. And I know there's a lot of people that are teaching classes. And I had a lot of people reach out to me that are yeah. teaching classes. And they asked yeah. me, how would you evolve it or change it? Because I am Adam teaching this. So I get that I'm I'm fucking poking at where how people You can mo- teach a class in money. a way, though. Yeah. Money. I do. Yeah. I still do. I, you know, I do because I, for free because I feel guilty. Mm-hmm. I do. I teach the people that I've taught 15 years ago in group classes. They are welcome to come to my facility on Saturdays. You're trying to make up and, for all those years. Of- yes. <laughs> and and what and, and what I and we don't. There's no the dumbbells involved. Guilt. There's no real exercises involved. There's a lot of priming. There's a lot of Maps Prime Pro involved because I know that that is the if, if I'm only going to see this person once or twice a week, and I know they're going to go the rest of the day sitting in a desk and chair. They're not lifting weights. They're not exercising. Me kicking their ass or getting them to sweat and burn yeah. in an hour is doing less well, benefit. What's the hierarchy? Yeah. yeah. What, what's right. going to benefit them the most plus right. in that situation? Plus priming lends itself better to group training where they Absolutely. can get into position. You can walk from person to person, watch their form. Well, here's what I know. When I'm, when I'm doing a, a 90-90 and I'm teaching people to activate, to get in that position, everybody in the class. Now, the, what you could argue is some are grossly you know, being benefited from that. Some people are just a little bit benefiting from that, but everybody is winning from that. Now I can do some dumbbell lunges with some bicep curl to an overpress with that entire class. And maybe <laughs> very common. Maybe one person 
is benefiting from that, and the majority of them probably are not. They're just they're, sweating. They're falling all over the place. They're just sweating. Exactly. And that's so funny you picked that exercise. Because you know like, everybody who's yeah. taught a class has fucking taught that move, yeah. dude. I know. It's, it's, it's a total body blaster. Yeah, yeah. let's let's yeah. take four exercises and combine yeah, yeah, them all. Yeah. And, that's yeah. exactly what we do. <laughs> Lunge Cl- to curl cluster depressed. fuck it. It's exactly what yeah, we do. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. circuit. We, cl- we cluster fuck And our, that's just it. Does, exercises. Is somebody, is somebody benefiting in there? Maybe. Is there somebody that because that class that got them involved and now they're into health and fitness and they're on the right path man well I'm, i'll say this i'm all for that i'll say I'm this all for if that. there's people teaching classes out there with integrity and understanding what you can provide people i think that they can teach classes in a way that'll benefit there's not a lot of them out there but yeah. i think that's the message is this look if you're teaching classes you've got all these members teach them with a way in a way that's going to really provide them true benefit and not just make them Listen, they, they hated me at OTF. I mean, Brendan, who owned them, loved me because we were the number one OTF while I was there. But one of the things that I did was I broke all the rules as far as how they teach the class. Like they have this format of, you know, base push all out. They have this little spiel you're supposed to do afterwards. Like I was telling people to walk on the treadmill because I could I could see their mechanics. And I'm like, I know they want you to push right now, but you should walk. Yeah. And it was, they'd come into my classes and we'd have these, like what they call pushes or all outs. And my whole class would be walking because I'd be telling them, you know, it'd be far more beneficial when you're on this treadmill, instead of hugging it and running as fast as you can to get your heart rate up on the TV screen is to actually stand upright, retract your shoulders, get your chest up high, concentrate on how your feet is striking the ground and power walk. Yeah. That is going to benefit you more than sprinting on this treadmill. And then when you come over to the weight area for me, don't try to get through as many rounds and circuits. Increase the weight. Slow down your repetition. In fact, I encourage you to stop, rest a little bit between sets. This is the stuff that I was teaching. And your classes were in packed. The, in the, yeah, in these classes because I was doing well, this my is best good. in a format. But that this I, is good, though. This is good to express because your classes were packed because of it. And I think there's a lot of people listening right now who may think that if they change the way that they teach their group classes and they move away from the beat the crap out of you, make you sweat, make you sore, that they're going to lose memberships and going to lose money. Absolutely not. But the reality is no, you'll actually do better. And so I think if they were able to- hire trainers to help. If they were able to, to change the format with more integrity and train people in ways that are actually going to benefit them in a group setting, you're probably going to be more successful. So would it be safe to say, Adam, that group classes, as we currently know them, the majority of them should die, but rather than kill them in the sense that there's no more group classes, maybe they should be evolved to more like how you would conduct well, them? Well, that, that's just it. Like if you're in that, I'm not trying to hurt people's money. I get it. I mean, I know, I know that's- I do Adam's PR. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Sal. <laughs> Well, you know, I I know it's it struck a nerve. I wasn't ready for it. I did not know it was going to get the response that it got. It definitely was one of the. Th- I mean, I've said way worse shit on this show for sure. <laughs> that makes me laugh. But I, I, sh- I should have yeah. thought about it because we do have a very large uh, trainer audience, and um, it's just uh, just percentages. There's got to be a majority of them that are, you know, teaching boot boot camp classes and stuff. It doesn't mean that you can't try and make it better, you know. But don't fall into the trap of what a lot of the the consumer thinks they want. Like that's the hard part and I get this as a trainer you teach these classes and a lot of trainers and I saw this when I when I manage trainers and trainers work for me is we fall into the trap of my client wants a hard workout. Yeah, yeah. And you allow them to dictate 
your programming because you don't want them to leave and not feel like they got a hard workout. Right. And so you're trying to conform what you may know is right because you're trying to keep your classes full. But I promise you, if you give them something really valuable, which is what I tried to do at Orange Theory, I knew that it would never hurt mm -hmm. my attendance. In fact, it grew my attendance to where my classes That's were right. booked out That's for right. months. That's right. Doing the right thing actually helps you in business. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use the coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Whitney RX87. Is Epoch or OTF afterburn theory a real thing? How much is actually burnt post exercise? I, I feel like oh, Doug, wow. you're just trying to stir the yeah. shit. Right? <laughs> just, are you trying to stir the pot? Did, yeah, I don't know. Somebody what, came up with these. Did OTF actually put their own marketing spin on Epoch? Afterburn theory, one hundred percent. What is uh, Epoch stands for? Excess post oxygen, excess post -oxygen consumption. consumption. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you want to beat that to me, or what? Yeah. <laughs> this guy's about to race for it. <laughs> it came out. It, this this science came out in the seventies. So this is old science. Um, and that has later been not proven wrong, but proven to have been splitting hairs as far as the difference that it makes in, in, in a person's daily caloric burn. So yeah. uh, and this is classic fitness industry right here is we love to take new science, which this is what I found funny about it when they start when they use this and they first I remember when I first was going through the OTF training, and they, they're teaching this, and I'm kind of chuckling inside going like, oh, wow, we, you guys are really attaching yourself to <laughs> yeah. something that has been like long done and overplayed. They just it's they just cherry picking. Well, they just wrapped it up in a in a different way by doing. The, it's a nice marketing tactic. Well, that's what I mean. Like in in the the age of like the game is calories burn, right? Like that's that's the biggest prize uh, mm -hmm. for a lot of these workouts because that's like mainly the only thing they're promoting is like how many calories we can burn and then excess to that like throughout the rest of your day you're going to burn this so if you're somebody that's all you care about which this is the majority of what marketing uh is is marketed to you like that that's that's what holds the most value yeah the idea is that when you push the body really really hard like that and you you get your heart rate up into that cardio threshold then because of that your body's going to burn a little bit more calories all day long. And when I say little bit, I really mean a little bit. It's not a big difference. They, they've, they've measured it, and it's like 50 to 70 calories is the difference. It's not like a game changer of a difference. Majority is like what Justin said. The, the biggest calorie expenditure is the kilocals that you burn during that five-minute sprint. You sprint for five minutes. The greatest expenditure of those calories is right then and there when you are running at that speed, whatever, you're burning yeah. a high amount Which of calories. Which inevitably raises your core temperature, and then so you go throughout your day, you you tend to burn just a tad bit more calories. Yeah. You do, and if you do the math, I mean, 50 more calories a day, and you do the math over a course of a year, I mean, could that equate to pounds of body fat being burned? Yes, uh, but is this the difference? Is this going to make... The, a workout that focuses on this versus one that doesn't. I'll give you an example. If you come into the gym and you do straight weight training, your epoch is going to be lower than if you do this high cardio threshold type of workout because weight training doesn't produce the same whatever they want to call afterburn. However, 
weight training speeds up your metabolism. So after a few months, you're not just burning 50 more calories a day because you just killed yourself in a 60-minute circuit training class. Right. You're burning two to 300 more calories a day because your metabolism is much faster. So it's not something. It's again. It's this is how this is what it feeds into the misconception that like calories. Like if if I'm just burning excess amount of calories in a workout, like that's gonna burn just fat. Not not to mention not true. Adding resistance trading into a circuit based type of a program makes it that much more challenging to build muscle because the signal you're sending your body it's not even resistance training anymore no it's not it's just cardio it's, cardio, it's cardio with, with, it's cardio with weights right and that so it's definitely if you were to compare okay a person who does three days a week of traditional weight training and strength training and all things equal diet wise and then somebody who does you know this epoch based training where they're pushing and pushing the cardio threshold three times a week, and then you look at at the end of three months or whatever like that, the person who has built the muscle over those three months is in a way better person or way better position metabolism-wise and probably sculpting in their body-wise too because mm -hmm. they've sculpted by building muscle. So yeah. no, it, here's, it's, here's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weak argument to use as, totally. as, a, as a benefit is totally. what, what I'm saying. And here's the thing with exercise. Exercise, if you approach exercise with the idea of trying to lose weight, and that's your main way to lose weight. It's a terrible approach. Yeah. I don't care how you work out. Uh, studies will show over and over and over again that just working out to lose weight is a terrible approach. Now, why is that? Well, you don't. It's hard to burn calories. Burning calories is pretty fucking hard. Even if you speed up your metabolism, it's yeah. not. It's a small amount. Like, even if my metabolism is two to three hundred calories more a day, which is decent. Do you know how easy it is for me to eat two to three hundred more calories? Right. I could. I could do that in five minutes. I could drink that in five minutes. So diet needs to be combined with exercise if you're looking for fat loss. But but gyms and fitness industry for a long time now has tried to attach workouts to losing weight as the best way to lose weight because that's what they've gotten people to buy memberships. It's what got people to join these types of facilities. Burn off that pizza. And, and the reality is it's a very difficult approach. The truth is if you want to lose weight, you have to change your nutrition and work out. Now, what are the benefits of working out? Health. That's it. You work out, you're going to be healthier, and a healthier body is a better body. And will that help you lose weight in some ways? Yes, it will. But if you don't combine it with attrition, it's a difficult one. So focusing on all this, you know, because I remember, you know, uh, not that long ago, and I know a lot of places still do this, they'll actually tell you how many more calories their modality will burn yeah. versus another. Cardio machines do this all the oh, time. Cardio machines are notorious for this, especially yeah. like the latest and greatest one. That's their entire selling point. That's it. Oh, do this one in 30 minutes. You'll burn 20% more calories than if you're on the treadmill. So people are like, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, that's the one <laughs> I'm going to do. You know, it doesn't make that big of a fucking difference. The big difference is, am I going to speed up my metabolism? Because we know a faster metabolism just makes life easier uh, in the context of modern life. Is it going to strengthen my body, make me healthy, help balance out my hormones? And does it work with my lifestyle, which includes all the other stresses and shit that my life uh, includes, that's the those are the questions you want to ask yourself. And so, if OTF you know matches all that, then that's great. If it doesn't, then then try something else. But for God's sakes, don't pick OTF over another form of exercise. You know, if you're if you're looking at OTF versus lifting weights in a structured manner, and the the deciding factor is afterburn. Yeah, don't waste your didn't time. Didn't you didn't you just write a great blog on this? 
I, I wrote some. Yeah, I wrote some information on this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Is it live yet or no? No, not at all. Does it? When's it go? Do you know when it goes? I'm not on? sure. I'm not oh, sure you don't. Yeah, oh, no. So it'll go up soon. So I, you wrote a great blog on this, and you. I know you addressed OTF. You addressed curves. Just you the different trends. CrossFit. Yeah. yeah. And you talked about the pros and cons of it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great article. Mm-hmm. So those that want like more of a you know PC answer can can listen. Yeah, listen. you just check out our blogs and yeah. we, they go up pretty. I'll regular. just tell you straight. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should die. <laughs> How do you really feel? Next question is from Casey Wall. How do you guys handle eating during the holidays? Oh, very quickly, as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is a this is a question that comes up every year. Every year yeah. for us, people ask us, you know, what am I going to do during the holidays? I go ham. Yeah. And so there's two things I tell people when it comes to the holidays. Number one, if it's free, if it's frightening you and scaring you, then there's an issue there yeah. that, that has to do with yourself. Yeah. Like you should not feel fearful uh, and worried about going into a holiday party because of the food. That means that there's something there with your relationship to food where you're afraid of just being around certain types of things. Number two, the holidays, you know, I know a lot of it has to do with food, but it's not about food. Like, for example, I don't celebrate Christmas by having a bunch of Christmas food by myself in my house all by myself. That's not what Christmas is. Christmas is about bringing people together or Thanksgiving is about bringing people together or whatever. It's about having the people around you care about and sharing and enjoying things together. And, and that includes food. So the other thing is enjoy yourself but don't make it all about the food in either direction. Yeah. A, don't make it all about the food where you're afraid to eat anything. And B, don't make it all about the food where you walk in and you don't even care about what's going on. All, you, all you're thinking is, oh, cool, it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm going to eat as much as I possibly can. Go in there, enjoy the people, enjoy the experience, enjoy the moment. Um, and you'll find that it'll be a little easier to not overeat. Just don't be excessive with it. Like mm-hmm. Treat it like a regular meal. You know, it's like you don't have to put all this extra hype around it. Obviously, there's like shittier food in front of you. Like a lot of times there's, um, you know, like certain foods that like treat wise, like I would normally steer clear of. But that I'm just going to make sure that I'm going to have some, but I'm not going to overindulge with it. And right. That's really just all I'm focused on. It's pretty it's pretty easy for me because I just have set like basic rules for myself, like real basic structure. Yeah. So. I absolutely love during this time I love and we have it in the refrigerator right now my eggnog with peppermint snops Ooh. that's like a like a, a favorite holiday drink uh, that I enjoy I, I just will not pass on my mom's homemade apple pie and alamode when she gets there uh, Katrina's family makes the most amazing enchiladas that's what they do like I'm absolutely going to enjoy all these things now how much of them that I will enjoy will be dictated on what I do leading up and during all yeah, these events. Yeah. Work out. Because very easily I've had holidays where I'm completely shut down. It's, you know, in a cabin somewhere in the snow and we're just sitting around watching football and we're just, and we're not mobile at all. And then I've had other holidays where I've come down to the gym got a really good heavy deadlifting session in or a squat session in, which is what I have scheduled for on Thanksgiving morning. So I'm meeting with Katrina, taking a page out of Sal's book here, or I'm meeting Guido workout, the the family, the family down. Yeah. We're doing it the day, the day of, right? So Thanksgiving morning, we're all meeting here and we're going to get a really good lift in and I'm going to get some good steps and movement in. So if I get some good steps, some good movement in, I'll probably fast that morning. So I probably won't 
eat anything leading up until the Thanksgiving slash dinner lunch that we had. Cause I think we about two o'clock is when we eat. So I'll get a real good training session in. I'll probably go for a nice, nice walk if it's nice outside and then I'll enjoy myself and in moderation, I, I won't be counting calories. I won't be, Oh my God, I can't have one more of this, but I'll, you know, based off of how well I moved, how well I trained will dictate how much I enjoy that day. And then the same thing goes for the next day. If I decide to sleep in and be all sluggish, I'm not going to get up the next morning and make myself this big gravy breakfast and, and, and pile on the calories while I'm all sedentary. I'll either one, make a healthy, good choices, get back to like more of a leaner, cleaner way of eating for myself or B, get up early, train again, and then maybe allow myself to have some of the leftovers and things like that. So just you got to have the balance in the in the modern my experience with clients and myself the where the pitfalls happen is it's really easy for us to sit around do nothing drink and eat eat cookies and and sugar like that that it becomes really easy to happen on during these holidays times and just don't allow yourself to do that don't allow yourself to be completely sedentary and make a ton of bad choices eating for yourself it's also identifying a good time like what it really means like it, it, are you really having fun when you're sitting around and you're you've eaten so much that now you're lethargic or your stomach hurts you're not really having a good time and I, this is a connection that I made years ago where I would do this every holiday and I'd sit there after this meal and then I'd sit there and I'd be lethargic and I'd want to take a nap on the couch and not really hang out with people. I'm like, well, that's not really fun. You know what's more fun is if I enjoy the food in the moment, have a great time, don't overeat, so I have still have some energy, and we get to connect and, and, and talk and all that stuff. Here's some good rules that I like to uh, put forth for myself is I like to eat certain things in, pri with, in priority. So I, I'll eat my vegetables and my meats, and I'll make sure I eat that first. And then if there's left, if there's room. That's another really and, good tip. Yeah, and I'm not you know satisfied or whatever. Then I'll go for the, the starches, the carbohydrates, um, and the and the sugars and the desserts, but I'll always make sure that I eat the bulk of my calories with the foods that are mm -hmm. more important, which are typically the vegetables uh, and the meats. These are all great tips mm -hmm. uh, after the fact. Everybody's listening to this after it already happened. Oh yeah, Thanksgiving yeah. happened yesterday. Yeah. So <laughs> get off your ass and move today. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a great how about point. That? That's a great point. Although we got well, Christmas, well, we'll be even true. there's a holiday season. Even so, like. You're Kate, okay, and I, I know this is a generic number and I haven't thrown it on the podcast in a long time, but you know, thirty five hundred calories give or take equals a pound of fat. So you're not gonna you're not gonna get fat in yeah. one day of Thanksgiving. Like it'd be really tough to get fat. What you could do is stuff the fuck out of yourself, yeah. hold a bunch of water and it's the domino effect after yes, this. It's the yeah. the next day and the yeah. day after leading into Everything the, you do the after four this. day weekend for a lot of That's people. That's because people look at nutrition like it's on or off. Yeah. So they'll have this off day, which is a holiday and then that's it. I'm off, and that's the holiday season. Let's just go crazy. Yeah. And then it's no longer about the celebrating the holiday. It's just about you no, know keep up your fitness, your health, everything yeah. going forward from here on out. Yeah, I think if you just train through this weekend, yeah, you would be surprised how much that alone will mitigate. You'll the damage. bounce back. In no fact, problem. you can take it. This is why I scheduled my annual, and I think this year's the seventh or eighth year that I've done it now, where the day after Thanksgiving, me and my cousins will get together. And we'll do a heavy lift. Now, the reason why I did that was I always like to take advantage of all those extra calories. So it's like we're going to go in and we're going to feel strong or we're going to lift heavy and have a good time. So you can kind of take advantage of that. Maybe schedule your little mini bulk around uh, the holidays to take advantage of the muscle building 
and maybe metabolism boosting effects. No, I love that. You yeah. know, some families have like a like a flag football yeah. or a basketball oh, little yeah. game that they do. We like, do that. I think that's great, man. I think if you can find a way to incorporate some sort of activity into your tradition, I think that in itself is huge. And then just th- that tip. And then simply doing what you said, Sal, was like, just go get the foods that your body needs first and then allow yourself to enjoy afterwards. And you'll see most of the time- It'll help you. Yeah. But if you go straight for the the gravy, potatoes, and the stuffing, and that's how you start, and then you don't do any activity, like, yeah, it could be the beginning of a a rough four days. We have super physical ping pong tournaments. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, do you guys get crazy? Oh, yeah. It's so funny because our our after Thanksgiving workout is getting to the point now where we're all- we're not all old, but we're getting older, so the workouts are starting to morph and change a little bit to where <laughs> the first ones were these highly competitive, ah, let's see who could do the most, and then it just became like shit talking. Yeah, and now, it's, now it's like curls. No, not, fucking... now we like do a few lifts. No, I was there. <laughs> I was there for last year. <laughs> yeah. It was like this. It was like- It's a bunch of shit talking. This is what it was. A couple it was, lifts. This is exactly what it was. It was like, let's see how much weight you could, what's the heaviest kettlebell you could strap around your waist and do one pull-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And it just was like, like ooh, everybody watches. Yeah, 30 yeah, minutes guy. of guys taking turns, like getting yeah. heavier and heavier and heavier each time, just seeing if you could pull your body weight up with, so with an 80-pound or 100-pound <laughs> kettlebell on you. It's so, so great. Yeah, I yeah. love it. No, it's good. It's, it's activity. It's movement. You're not stuffing your face at the time. I think incorporating that and then the tip you said, I think is because at the end of the day too, like- Man, I, I also I also competed my first pro show. I did the day after Thanksgiving. That was that must have been great. Yeah. So talk about like what a horrible Thanksgiving for me. You know, you to, had your little Tupperware. You know, yeah, <laughs> a fucking dry chicken breast. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I, I think that there's that that's the uh, other extreme. Like, don't you don't want to be that way. Like, you don't want like I missed out on all the family stuff, and I didn't. You know, it was a completely selfish thing that I was doing at that time in my life, and. I'll probably never, ever do that ever again, you know? So I think it's important that you enjoy family, too. And Did you win that show? I didn't. That was my first pro show. I took That was my worst placing ever, actually. Uh, I took 10th place. Yeah, exactly. I took 10th place. I fucking got my ass you're kicked. like, and, why? Yeah, yeah, well, the pro level, man, I, that was, I remember being backstage the first time as a pro. Like, when I was an amateur and I was backstage because I waited a long time to get on stage, I had built... I built a physique that I felt could compete at the professional level before I even hit amateur stage. So when I was in the backstage with amateurs, I was looking around going like, okay, I, I could win this. You know, I could, if I could get this whole posing thing down, like if the judges like me, like I could win this. Like I felt confident mm-hmm. and good. The first time I got back behind the pro show, it wasn't, I didn't feel confident, but I looked around and went like, oh shit, all these motherfuckers look good. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the judge is going to be looking for. It's really now, now, I, now there. It's like what, what type of physique do they want to see? And then my stage presence, and I got smoked. You know, it took tenth place, but kudos to all the other guys. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody at that level is ridiculous. Next up is C. Louise Four. Sometimes I see people do things like jump squats between sets to keep their heart rate up. Is there a benefit? This is the same people that teach boot camp classes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, the, Triple down. I, I know that I know that there's people listening that I'm just triggering just, the just salt. I'm triggering the fuck salt out of them today. And I'm just gonna salt. keep doing it. So. That, that, the, the horse is alive still. <laughs> yes. I, Curb stomp. No, <laughs> you know what? Uh if your goal first off, jump squats are an explosive movement designed to increase yeah. your force output and speed. They should not be done. Not an ideal way to rest. They should not be done to fatigue no matter what. So when I say people throw jump squats in a circuit, 
it makes me want to rip my eyeballs out of my head because it's a total waste of time. Just just stand. If you want your heart rate to stay up, just just jumping jacks will do the same thing for you. Yeah. That's number one. Number two, uh, when you're lifting weights or training, to the goal is to build strength, speed up your metabolism, sculpt, sculpt your body. Not resting in between turns it into a more cardiovascular type of an activity. Different energy will, system. Yeah, it'll build more endurance, but it's going to reduce the amount of strength and muscle and metabolism boosting that you can get uh, from your workout. I think this is just, there's people that, they get stuck in their head that they need to sweat and be tired the but whole you time. You have to do shit constantly. I, did you guys ever have clients like that? Where oh, oh, dude, like you half do a set. Of them, I swear to God. Yeah, I, I just attracted those types of people. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's and it's. I was there at one point, you know, in my like growing up and and being an athlete and having this like kill everything sort of mentality. Like, if if you want me to to get to work, I'm gonna work, and then I'm not gonna stop working. You know, and that's just like give me something to do, give me something to do. But to be effective and smart in my training took a lot of discipline and time. And so this is just one of those things that, to me, again, yeah, this is nails on a chalkboard when I see this. Oh, I used to have clients, like, we'd do a set, and then and then we'd rest. And they'd sit there and be like, and they'd try to go again. I'm like, no, 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 we have yeah, to rest no. longer. Oh, but Chill I'm fine. Out. I'm rested. Like, no, 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 you don't understand the purpose of it. And so I'd have to sit there and, and explain why we rest. And it's like, we're not resting because you need the rest. No. This we're resting process. because we're training a particular energy system and a particular type of uh, adaptation. So if we don't rest, all we're doing is a bunch of cardio, which produces this. And then I'd have to sell it to the person, then they would get it. But if I didn't do that, <laughs> yeah. people would freak out. because You're explaining the whole Krebs cycle. Like we're getting yeah. into everything. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God. Oh, I used to love it. We still, attract, we still attach hard with good in fitness. It's what's wrong with the boot camps. It's what's wrong with like exercises like this. It's because it's hard and we sweat and it's challenging. Therefore, it, it it's must be good or it's better than not doing anything at all. And it's just it's challenging when I, when I see this. And it's probably one of the more common things that I when I'm on like a treadmill and I'm at a gym and I see a trainer teaching a client. It's right away I know how experienced the trainer is based off of their programming. I can see when they're running these little circuit based things for their clients. And that's not to say that. And I don't judge. I don't go over and say some bullshit because I don't know. Like maybe you suck. Well, no, maybe maybe <laughs> at that time that that client that is the specific adaptation that they're trying to obtain, and maybe they want to get good at exercising like CrossFit people. And so I have no idea what the desired outcome is. But more often than not, this is just a way to make things hard for your client and get them to sweat, feel burned, feel challenged. And again, it's us as trainers feeding into that, allowing them to dictate our programming. And it really doesn't belong in 90%, if not more, of the clients that you'll be coaching and you'll be teaching. They just, you know, Susie, who's 42 and had three kids and wants to lose 30 pounds of baby fat, like she's not the person that should be doing this. Now, could you be doing this with the you know, 17-year-old basketball player and he wants to improve on his vertical and you're resting between these box jumps and you're doing maybe two or three of them and he's taking his time and he has rest periods between and you're in trying to improve on his explosiveness like absolutely valuable tool very cool can definitely use that for that purpose but what i think we see most of the time in gyms and probably what this person is seeing that's asking this question is a trainer who's incorporating these intense type of movements just to get them to 
be challenged and be burning calories and sweating and having a hard time doing it for the sake of it being hard. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a hundred percent what it is. And you see this all the time in gyms where I got, I remember there was this one dude that used to work out and he would do bench press, but it, he would, as he would bench press, he'd do leg raises. I, have you guys ever seen that? <laughs> Is that a thing? Yes. Because I see you guys nodding that. your head. Yeah. Damn. I thought I was only. Uh, only yeah. And it's it's because there people are like, oh, cool. If I add more shit, combos, it's gonna make it you know more effective. And if in be, rather than resting, because what's resting doing for me? I think I'm gonna move and do something else, and it's gonna get all this other workout that I couldn't do before because I was resting and I was wasting my time resting. Yeah. Resting is part of the programming. This is an important factor to understand. When you do a computer program. Every number in that program has a role. And if you remove half of them and you say, well, what are these zeros doing here? We don't need a bunch of zeros. It's no longer a program that's accomplishing what you want. Rest is a part of the program, just like the exercise is a part of the programming, just like the reps are a part of the programming. They're all plugged in for a reason. And if you remove one of those elements, you lose the effect of whatever program uh, that you've put together. So resting in between sets, if you're following a program that calls for it, like a, like our, one of our MAPS programs, do it. Now, yeah. you don't have to rest as long as some people or as little as other people, but typically in between sets, you want to rest anywhere between 30 to 90 seconds if you want to maximize the strength uh, building, muscle building, metabolism boosting effects of the one, of resistance training, which resistance training that's what it does very, very well. Yeah. Resistance training doesn't, you know, it's not an endurance uh, uh, way to build endurance as, as well necessarily, but it's a great way to build strength, sculpt muscle. And this might be sort of, hopefully this isn't ramp water, okay? <laughs> oh, you're doing <laughs> it. I'm going to give you guys, so it just popped in my head. I know this is like a, yes. it kind of just came to me like I was thinking Street Fighter, okay? <laughs> okay, okay? Stay with me. Okay, so... Now, for, for me, what this screams is somebody that's trying to do this like crazy cyclone, like I'm going to jump, kick, punch, everything at the same time at you, like as hard as you possibly can. But now you have somebody that's really proficient in just one stiff jab. Boom, knocks you out, hits you right in the sweet spot. Yeah, that kind of works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I like that. If block jumping was a Street Fighter game, I could see that. That's it, a cyclone, right? A cyclone of random You'd be like the cyclone moves. guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Button mashing. Yeah, but it's the button puncher, right? Man, you play against a guy like that, right? Yeah. Anyway. Next question is from Michael Valderrama. What are some ways to get into a parasympathetic state post-training? That's a good question. So, Smoke some weed. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, uh, weed elevates cortisol, um, and so it's both. It does sympathetic and parasympathetic. So, you, so sympathetic is that fight or flight, that burn. It's the workout. It's intensity. It's awake. It's movement. Parasympathetic is rest, mm. recover. Right. And so it so is- digestion's part of that process. Digestion's part of it. So wanting to go parasympathetic after your sympathetic workout is smart because now mm-hmm. you're done with the hard part. You want your body now to go parasympathetic, rest and recover and adapt. That's where adaptation happens is in that parasympathetic state or most of it, I should say, happens in the parasympathetic state. Um, eating. Eating will put your body- in a parasympathetic state. Not always, by the way. If you eat in a very stressed, hurried fashion, it could actually become quite sympathetic. And for anybody listening who has kids and trying to get them out 
of the door for school and eat breakfast real quick knows how that is a not <laughs> that that a not that stressful a, at all. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a very stressful oh, sympathetic situation. Oh, what about like the infrared sauna? Afterwards? Infrared sauna that's is like my, my favorite. favorite sauna is great, dude. That's what I've been doing post workout. I go in the sauna, um, and I'll do about twenty to thirty minutes, usually thirty minutes. And for the first five to ten minutes, I'll do a little work on my phone. But then I put my phone outside the sauna and I sit in the quiet. And well, I you know, you know, this down. highlights to the um, you know people like totally took out the cool down process, you know, so you have the warm up, and we kind of address the warm up with prime. Um, we have the post primer session. We do we have post primer sessions. But we don't highlight that very often. Mm-hmm. And we put that in there specifically because it was like we noticeably, uh, you know, neglected part of the process of working out. And that is important for you to be able to now bring your body back down and to be able to work your way into that mm-hmm. parasympathetic state. It does take, you know, a certain amount of time for you to start calming the system back. Down. It's more, and this is, it's, I think it's important for anybody post-workout to kind of go parasympathetic, allow the body to recover. But this is most important for people who work out at night. Uh, you know, if you work out in the morning, you have the whole day to kind of let your body, you know, come down a little bit. And, but people who work out at night sometimes have issues sleeping yeah. because they're so sympathetic with their workout. Yeah, so I can't work out at night. And so what I've told clients, I have clients that, that'll do this, that they'll work out late. And that's just because that's the only thing that their schedule allows. So I'll tell them post-workout, uh, eat, uh, first off, put on blue blocker glasses to tell your brain it's dark. Drive home everything in your blue blocker glasses. When you get home... Uh, you eat a little bit of food in the dark, relax, play quiet music, turn the lights down. And the goal is to go parasympathetic as quickly as possible so that you can get some sleep. So this is very important. The sauna, I think, like what Adam said, the single most effective thing I've ever done that will just get my body there immediately. First off, it's easy to sit in the quiet and meditate in a sauna because you're there for a reason. Whereas sitting in a room, sometimes to meditate can be very difficult because you're not doing you know anything else. And so just with my... My personality, I know I'm in a sauna anyway. I might as well just sit there and relax. And- no, the sauna has been a, a, a big one since we've had it. Before, when I was competing, my go-to was I would just go walk on the treadmill. Mm-hmm. Or after I'd get a great, nice hard, yeah, great hard training session, and then I'd go over and I would just get a real slow walk. I mean, I'm like on a speed three on the treadmill, which is really slow for me, especially with my stride. So, And I put in some of my easy listening music or even just sit there or kind of walk in silence. That's a great point. Brain FM for me has been awesome for that. Like uh, just after a workout, I'll put in- Wow, what a great point. Yeah, the the meditation, just just as, as, you know, that music actually really helps to affect- uh, you know, my state, my yeah. state, like I just, I just feel the calming effect that right. it has with me. Yeah. What do you do? Play the meditation yeah. one post, post yeah, the workout? unguided one. I'll play a post workout. You know, that for me, the, the meditation music, if I listen to that within 10 minutes, I can get to right to sleep, which I know it's not a sleep one, yeah. but it puts me in that state of mind where I could just close my eyes and go right to sleep. Yeah. yeah it's so trippy it's, how much it, <laughs> it affects you. It does. It, it's really, really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that's pretty much it post-workout, you know, static stretching as much as I don't recommend that pre-workout, that's when you want to do it is post-workout uh-huh. and static stretching is, uh, parasympathetic if you do it in a relaxing way. And so what I used to do, uh, is I either walk like Adam said, uh, this is back in the day when I'd work out in gyms or B I'd sit down somewhere, find a space to stretch and I do slow, deep stretching for about 15 minutes. And you notice when you do this, by the way, your body does tend to feel like it recovers a little bit faster. Um, and as a result of that, I think you get better uh, adaptations. 
So with that being said, let me remind everybody, the final hours of Black Friday, okay? It's, 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 it's coming up. Like, if you're lucky enough to hear this when we launch this episode, yeah. you've got some time because at midnight uh, on Black Friday, these promotions end. 50% off all of our programs, every single Dude. MAPS program. The latest, greatest ones even. Even Split and Strong and, and Prime and Prime Pro, all of them. Half off. You just got to go on mapsfitnessproducts.com and use the code BF programs like Black Friday. So BF programs, no space. Here's the other thing. We wait, we got crazy. The bundles are on sale too. All of our bundles are an additional 25% off. Now remember, bundles are they're already discounted. They're already discounted. So you're going to get bundles uh, where the individual maps programs would be much more. You're getting a fat discount. So if you want to do the bundle discount, which is 25% off, use the code BF bundles. Again, all of this is found at mapsfitnessproducts.com. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.